Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. Right now, you're about to listen to a message from our current series. Thanks for tuning in today. We've been doing a series for the, you, some of you don't know yet, we've been doing a series on the seven redemptive names of Jehovah. And of course, with all the special meetings and all the special speakers we've been having, we get, you know what I'm saying, a few weeks where we skip up. And, but I wanted to finish it tonight. We're on number seven. And, um, and what, what's important about the seven redemptive names of Jehovah? Well, they reveal the character of God. They reveal to us the person of God, hallelujah, what he, what he was in the Old Testament and what he was in the New Testament. We learn, and listen, through the redemptive names of Jehovah, uh, it gives us insight into the ministry of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, um, and uh, lived out and displayed by, through his ministry. Listen to this. If your perspective on God is based on a mixture, and sometimes the mixture is not right, of Old Testament and, and of New Testament, your, your, your perspective on God will become distorted and blurred by what is recorded in the Old Testament. And, um, but if you'll, stu- yeah, listen to this, you'll, and if, if that's what it's based on, and a lot of people go to the Old Testament for their perspective on God, what happens, I, I didn't even know I had my phone on me. Hello? Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Son, will you take this and turn it down? I didn't even know it was on me. Yeah, I know. And, um, but, but if you do that, here's what happens. If you do that, you'll be trying to call down uh, fire from heaven on your enemies or praying for their destruction rather than for their deliverance. Did you hear me? It's important. In fact, I, this, I, this is not in my outline, but I wanted to share scripture with you out of Luke's, the ninth, Luke, the ninth chapter, and it's the Amplified, because this is exactly what happened to uh, the disciples. The Bible says in Luke 9, verse 51, now when the time was almost come for Jesus to be received up to heaven, meaning he was preparing to die, okay, he steadfastly and determined to set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers before him, and they reached and entered a Samaritan village. Now, remember, the Samaritans had no doings with the Jews, and the Jews uh, had no love or respect for the Samaritans because the Samaritans were half Jew and half something else, okay? They had, they had racism problems back then as they have today. And the Bible says, and, but the people would not welcome or receive or accept him because his face was set as if he was going to Jerusalem. Okay, so they, they really didn't want to receive him. So the Bible says, <laughs> um, and when his disciples, James and John, observed this, they said, Lord, do you wish us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elijah did? But he turned and rebuked and severely censored them, and he said, you do not know of what sort of spirit you are. Now listen to this. He ends up with saying this, for the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them from the penalty of eternal death. Amen. Isn't that good? So even the disciples had this perception, you know, that, um, hey, boy, anybody don't agree with us, you know, let's call fire down from heaven and just destroy them. But that's not the heart of God. And so you have to be very careful when you read the Old Testament that your distortion of whom God is uh, uh, um, 
or your, or your observation of who God is becomes distorted uh, by what Old Testament uh, records about God. I believe every Old Testament tragedy that happened, um, of course, you have to understand, these people did not have the Spirit of God in them. Some of them had the Spirit of God on them, but not in them. They weren't born again. Their perception of whom God was was based on tradition uh, uh, for much of the time. And so, therefore, when things happened, they simply said this was orchestrated by God. But it wasn't orchestrated by God. God simply said this, and he says it to us in the New Testament. He said, don't be deceived, God is not mocked. And that's not, a, that's not like a warning of judgment. It's just simply understand this. You cannot sow to the flesh and reap righteousness. And you cannot sow righteousness and reap corruption. Come on. Can I have an amen? He was just simply letting us know that, hey, if you yield to the Adamic nature and its, and its, and its deeds, which are recorded in Galatians, of the um, fifth chapter, verse 19 and you live by that, then no matter what, it isn't God at all, uh, uh, you know, against you, attacking you. It's the choices you've made that the Bible says, if whatever man sows, he's going to reap. If he sows to the flesh, he's going to reap corruption. If he sows to the, to the will of the Holy Spirit uh, or the character of the Holy Spirit revealed in Galatians 5.22, then he's going to reap right standing with God and great blessing. Great blessing. Can I have an amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So I just wanted to read that to you because of the fact that, you know, um, and it grieves my heart when people do this. It grieves my heart when people uh, try to learn who God is from the Old Testament. If you want to know who God is, you study the life and ministry of Jesus Christ, and you'll understand who God is. I don't care what's recorded in the Old Testament that God this and God did this. God is a God of life, and he came to save men, not to destroy them. And the destruction came, it came by the choices of the people. The law of sowing and reaping is released no matter what. It, it, it is not, a, I mean, God loves you, but if you keep sowing to the flesh, you're going to ultimately reap corruption. And God had nothing to do with it. But if you live a life upright before God, humble, obedient, full of faith and obedience, God will bless your life if you agree, say amen. amen. God is a God of love. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's true. If you, study the, if you study the ministry of Jesus Christ, your Savior, you're going to gain true perspective on who God really is. He is the God of love. How many are grateful he's the God of love tonight? Amen. Amen. He's the God of compassion and mercy. He's the God of forgiveness and restoration, which is the very reason you're saved and in his kingdom tonight. If the, if the, if the church, if the early church there had to been people praying, and I'm sure there were praying people praying for the destruction of Paul or Saul. His name was Saul. I'm sure they were praying that fire would come down to destroy Saul. But I'm sure there are others in the church that were praying for Saul's redemption. Somebody had to be standing in the gap for him for God to visit him. And God visited him and God changed his life. That means God can change anybody's life. Our part is to pray. God's part is to move. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? I'm just saying. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, tonight we've gathered together. I don't know about you, but I was extremely blessed by the ministry of Dr. Tracy um, Strawberry. My goodness, she was awesome, wasn't she? And so, amen. If you weren't here, 
Go online and listen. I mean, powerful, powerful woman of God. We're going to have her back in in the near future and so that we can kick off and get this discipleship program started. Amen. And I'm so, I'm so blessed. I was. I was so blessed to see all of you, or most of you, 99% of you stand up and say, I want to be a disciple of Christ. I want to disciple people and help them uh, learn the word of God. I mean, I was so proud of all of you that that is your hunger and your desire because God is pleased by that. So anyway, let's review for just really quick the first six uh, um, redemptive names that we covered so far. Number one, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider. Two, Jehovah Reah, the Lord my shepherd. Let's all say this. Let's all say them together. Ready? Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider. Jehovah Reah, the Lord my shepherd. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord my righteousness. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord my healer. Give him praise that he's all that to you. Hallelujah. He's all those things to you. Isn't that awesome? It's beautiful. I mean, and how do we know that? By studying the life and ministry of Jesus. Jesus displayed all those godly characters in his life and ministry. So tonight we're going to talk about Jehovah Shammah. And Jehovah Shammah is the Lord, the ever-present one ever present, which is important for you to know this. We've been through some challenging times in our lives, and uh, uh, you know, 50 years of serving God, uh, you, you go through some challenging times, but it was always comforting to know that God was there, and God, is, uh, God will always be there for you. That is his name, the ever-present one, not the, not the never-present one. Amen. I said Amen. So he is the ever-present Savior. It means you can trust him. Listen, you can trust him with your life, with your present, with your future. I know there's a lot of people talking about, you know, caught up in all the political stuff out there and stuff, you know, trying to get, getting all stressed out. And, and I'm telling you, I don't, God is going to take care of the church. And the, listen, if you really believe that these are the last days, well, the church is going to be raptured in his glory, not hiding in caves, sucking on Campbell's soup. Can I have an Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, God, Jehovah is my ever-present Savior. Yeah, he really is. And now, some of you have heard this, so don't get the punchline. You know, when you've been here a long time, you repeat a lot of things. But uh, just to uh, prove that, whether you really trust in God or not, that you believe that he's ever-present, there was a guy one day standing over a cliff, and he was looking over the cliff, and he lost his balance, and he, he fell. And he was falling hundreds of feet, and all of a sudden, he reached out and grabbed a branch, and the branch held him, and he was just, he was just shaking, hanging on, and hanging on. And he cried out, help, help, help. Kept hollering for help. All of a sudden, a voice came down, I am here. Oh, help me, help me. Well, okay, I will. Will you trust me? Yes, yes. Will you do what I say? Yes, yes. Okay, then, let go. Is anybody else up there? <laughs> sometimes, 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 yeah, yeah, we get an answer from God, but then we want another answer. You know, is somebody else up there? No, he's there. He's always there for you. I said he's always there for you. Amen. The Lord is the ever-present one. So in Ezekiel 48 here, it's very interesting. This word Jehovah Shammah is only used once, uh, I mean, in the Old Testament. And it had to do with Ezekiel's prophecy regarding where Israel was at that time in history. Israel was, had been, of course, you know, rebellious against God, uh, um, idolatrous, uh, and stiff-necked, wouldn't obey God. And so the fruit of that was they were in bondage to the Babylonians. And so, 
in that, um, they were suffering because of the choices they were making. How many believe you can suffer by the choices you make? And you can be blessed by the choices you make. So anyway, uh, he prophesies of all that's going on. But what's so beautifully, he prophesies actually the restoration of not only God's people, but also for the city uh, of Jerusalem. He prophesies that God was going to raise it back up. And, um, and so he says here, oh, I want to read this out of the life application. Because I thought it was beautiful about the heart of God. Uh, how much he loves people and how much he wanted um, he, he, he wanted to favor them and bless their lives. In, um, let me see if I, yeah, here it is. In Ezekiel, in some of the New Living Translation, or this is called a Life Application Bible. I love some of these Bibles because they have so many historic information on this, uh, inside of it. But it says here, um, it says vital statistics. Uh, key verses is in chapter 36. It says this, for I, this is God speaking, I will bring you back home again to the land of Israel. Then it will be as though I had sprinkled clean water on you, for you will be clean. Your filthiness will be washed away. Your idol worship gone. And I will give you a new heart, and I will give you a new and right, uh, I will give you new and right desires and put a new spirit within you. I will take out of your stony hearts, I will take out your stony hearts of sin, and give you new hearts of love. Is that beautiful? And see, I believe that process started again in 1948 when God gathered. Just I'm not, See, I don't think people realize how big a miracle this was, that for 1,500 years, the children of Israel were scattered to the four corners of the earth, and God begins to move on their hearts. To, and we were part of that. We saw it. We witnessed, uh, witnessed it also early on in the 70s and uh, 80s when, um, when um, Israel was sending jets into these other countries countries to pick up Jews that wanted to come home. God was stirring in their hearts that they, they needed to come back. In, in 1948, not only did they return, but God established them and birthed, in them, birthed the new nation out of them. Isn't that awesome? This is historic. It's supernatural in every way. And God was letting us know that, that, that we uh, are really truly living in the last of the last days. And so we need to live like we are. If you believe it, say Amen. So he says in Ezekiel 35, this is the Amplified, he says the distance around the city, because he had a vision of the city and what it would be like, uh, shall be 18,000 or four, four times four, 500 measures, whatever that is. And the name of the city from that day and ever shall be called the Lord is there. The Message Bible says from now on the name of the city will be Yahweh Shammah, God is there. And I thought, isn't that what we want the community to know about Faith Family Church? That if you need healing, God is there. If you need deliverance, God is there. If you need love and acceptance, God is there. If you need forgiveness, God is there. Come on, everyone. If you need peace, God is there. If you need comfort, God is there. Amen. I said amen. That's what we want. Don't you want that? Are you all live tonight or am I preaching to the dead? That's we want that. We want, we want to... All of us together, corporate, unified love and unity, ushering in the presence of God so that when people come in here, their lives are touched by God's presence. Hallelujah. Whether it's in the music that we sing or the message that's preached or the ministry uh, that is done in that specific service, we want God to move. We want them to know that God is here. Amen. Amen. Turn to Exodus, the third chapter. So we serve God Jehovah Shammah, the ever-present God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Now, he, he is that. I just want you to know that. So whatever you're dealing with right now in your life, God is ever-present 
you have his attention. Your part is to seek him. His part is to impart to you the things that you need in your life. Amen. Amen. Say, God is present. present. Amen. He is present right now tonight in the service. Now, when you're going through tough times, it doesn't feel feel like he is. Sometimes we've been through situations where it felt like God was a million miles away. But he's not. He's not. In fact, even when you transgress, he doesn't move away from you. You move away from him. Amen. Would you give me some water, sir? Thank you. Anyway, so um, Exodus, the third chapter, thank you. In Exodus, the third chapter, um, uh, God visits uh, Moses. uh, I don't know. Praise God. Anybody want some water? Okay, all right. Just. (laughs) They they say no so quick. I don't understand that. (laughs) In Exodus, the third chapter, we know that God visits Moses through a burning bush experience. And what was he doing? He was giving Moses a divine assignment. And that divine assignment was to to lead uh, the children of Israel, listen, out of the clutches of the most powerful man in the world at that time. Not only was he powerful, he was demon-possessed. I mean, can you imagine being called to Iran to speak to the um, leadership of Iran to tell them to let God's people go? You know, there's Christians in Iran that are suffering severely for their faith, uh, even unto death. I'm just saying, you better be called or you're dead. And so this was the story. Amen. When I I thought about that, God sending him in there, uh, can you imagine him bowing. In fact, he says, take your sandals off. You're standing on holy ground. And I'm sure he had his face on the ground, man, uh, right in the presence of God. And God is speaking to him. And when I was reading that, God said to me, the greater the commission, the greater the clarity. The greater the commission, the greater the clarity. Gideon, he needed confirmation. We call it, it's called a fleece, but he needed to know. I mean, I'm not, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not going to face 135,000 soldiers with 300 guys holding lanterns and a sword. I need some confirmation. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? And God gave it to him. Isn't that beautiful? God gave it to him. So the, the, the greater the commission, the greater the clarity. And, and if God has commissioned you to do something and you know, you, you know he's called you to do that, well, guess what? God's going to grace you for that very thing. He's going to grace you. He's going to empower you. He's going to help you to carry out his will. God never calls you to do something and doesn't empower you to do it. Amen. Amen. I don't care if it's walking in love, walking in forgiveness. Amen. Uh, Whatever God's called you to do, he graces you to do it. If If you're walking in offense tonight, you're choosing that. If you're not walking in love today, tonight, you're choosing that. Amen. If you're full of anxiety and fear tonight, you're choosing that. Because God has peace for you. Amen. So let's read Exodus, the third chapter, verse 9. Let's read a little bit of this and we'll go on. We're talking about God's presence. <clears throat> Exodus, the third chapter. Oops, I passed it. It says this. I want to read 7. Read verse, I'm going to read verse 7. And the Lord said, I have seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. Remember, they had been under... Uh, severe suffering under Pharaoh for 430 years. God heard their cry, and he sent a deliverer called Moses, who was a type of Christ. And he said, I've seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. You know, think about taskmasters. Um, 
It could be drug addiction, could be your taskmaster. It could be alcoholism, could be your taskmaster. It could be fear. Could I have an amen? Whatever, whatever it is in your, uh, the taskmaster in your life, my, it ain't no fun to be under that. And so the Bible says, I came, I know their sorrows. God knows what you're going through. God, God, God knows you. God knows what you're facing. God knows what you're dealing with. Amen. We've been through some situations that I didn't know that I could live, if I could live another day. But God was there, Amen. gracing us for whatever we had walked through. Amen. The Bible goes on and says, and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Amen. Verse 9, now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression for with the Egyptians oppress them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mightest, mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, who am I? Everyone says that. It's like discipleship. Who am I? How many are saved tonight? You know that Jesus is your Savior. You are qualified then Amen. to help someone. Amen. Amen. You know, we're talking, Randy and I were talking, and, you know, we just... Now, maybe I said it in the meeting we had on Thursday, but we, we just assume, we, we just assume that people know things. And, and people, there's probably people here tonight, they don't know any books of the Bible. They don't know, when you talk about Paul, uh, they think my, I'm talking about my uncle. You know, I, they don't know nothing about the Bible. So, so we start at the basics, praise God. They just simply... Amen? Share the love of Jesus. Hallelujah. Read about the stories of Jesus. Amen. I don't know why when people get saved, they go to Leviticus. It's just not a good book to go to when you get saved. In fact, stay out of the Old Testament. Amen. <laughs> Let's go on. I'm sorry. Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon the mountain. He's just simply saying, I'm going to affirm this. I'm going to confirm it. So just obey. You'll know by the time you get to Mount Sinai that I was the Lord that, that empowered you for your mission. And, um, and Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, Well, what is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I love this. God said unto Moses, You tell them I am that I am. Hallelujah. You tell them I'm so, I am the one who delivered you. I am the one that healed you. I am the one that provided the lambs. I am the one that healed your body. I am the one that sent fire to warm you during the night and, and a cloud to keep you from the heat during the day. I am that I am. Is that powerful or what? Amen. So whatever you're dealing with in life, God is that. God, God is the answer to, you know, God is the answer. People, a lot of times they'll come to a minister and ask for help. Go to God. He is so, he is so trustworthy. He is so faithful. But a lot of times, see, we're always trying to go the short route. And always remember this. Don't set timetables on God. Don't ever do that. You trust him. With all your heart, don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Hallelujah. 
Proverbs 3. Okay. So the Bible says, And God said moreover unto Moses, thou shalt, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has sent me unto you. This, my, this is my name for how long? Forever. forever. That's his name forever. Amen. That means the great I am is your God. I said the great I am is your God. Amen. Amen. And um, he'll, he'll help you. He'll deliver you. He'll lead you. He'll correct you. He'll reprove you. He'll open your eyes. He'll open your ears. I mean, I'm telling you, God is the answer to everything in your life. And it's all found in his word. Hallelujah. Amen. He really is. He really is. All right, let's keep going here. We got to, oh, my time flies when you're having fun. Praise the Lord. Verse 12, he says, certainly I will be with thee. So he's letting them know. He's letting them know I'm ever present. I'm going to be there the whole way. Amen. Verse 10 through 12, the living Bible says, now I'm going to send you to Pharaoh to demand that he let you lead my people out of Egypt. And, and again, Moses' response is, I love this translation, I'm not the person for the job. <laughs> I'm not the person. Yeah, you are. You are the person. Amen. I really do believe that, that um, every one of us have been assigned to reach certain people. That's why I believe Jesus' heart was even grieved when he said to the disciples, oh, pray. Man, I need laborers. I need laborers. I need help. And he needs laborers today more than ever before. That's why, again, God is preparing. I really believe, uh, I really believe with all my heart. Who's I talking to the other day? God is saying the same thing to them about discipleship. Oh, I know it was. It was Chip Brim, his wife. His wife came to him last week and said, you know, God has really been dealing with my heart about discipleship. Amen. So I'm not surprised. Amen. Praise the Lord. God's saying, I believe that too. To many people. Amen. Amen. Then in Deuteronomy 31, the transition of Israel's leadership is about to change from Moses to, we you know, Joshua. And Moses encourages the children of Israel to be strong. Verse uh, 6 through 8. Be strong and of good courage. Watch this. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Did you catch that? Is that awesome? See, when we came to Sioux Falls with our precious little children, um, we came with our faith. That's that's all we had. Again, in those days, that's why you can't, you got kids, whatever. But I I don't listen to any news anymore. And somebody asked me the other day, but then how do you, then how how do you know how to pray if you don't listen to the news? Just pray in the Holy Ghost and God will give you direction. Really? I mean, I don't listen to any of it. Okay? And um, what was I saying earlier? Just saying a few minutes ago. So I should have not said I get off sometimes. Okay, so let's keep reading here. He, he will not fail thee nor forsake thee. So when we came here in 1981, we came with a vision from God. We had, we had money, but it wasn't a lot. We had $26,000 in, in the account to which we lived on. In fact, we found some, we found some stubs, and I'm not sure if we have them yet today. Um, when we came here to this new building, we found some stubs that we had 
a Faith Family Church stubs, a check stubs, our pay was $50 a week. Now you may, no, that was not 1932. <laughs> but we were living off our money that we brought with, all right, and taking a little from the church. Yeah. And um, so we weren't, in those days, we weren't caught up with the 18% interest. We didn't even think about that. We, we were just trying to build a church. How many here desire to just build your spiritual life? Yeah, so that alone, that takes all of your life, just to, just to focus on that. Amen. And so we trusted God. And in and, and those days, it's different today, praise God, but in those days, we didn't even have insurance because we couldn't even afford insurance. And so we trusted God. Now, of course, I'm not, I'm, don't, don't be stupid or careless. We have insurance today, and we're thankful for it. I'm just simply saying there was a season we didn't have any, but boy, I tell you, our faith was in God. Amen. It really was, and God took care of us. I said God took care of us. Amen. Amen. So we, we, we trusted God all the time. We, I mean, uh, often, we, 1985, uh, we had a precious man take a bunch of people out of our church and uh, kind of, you know, start over a little bit, you know, and a, a hiccup, but God rebuilt it right away. I mean, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. But in all those times, we had to trust God or quit the ministry. Yeah, or quit the ministry. And we absolutely had many opportunities to quit the ministry, many opportunities. And I told you one day I was sitting right at the altar, not here. It was over in the other building and praying, crying out to God, please, God, just show us Please let us live, leave here. We don't want to, I don't want to hurt, you know, I never want to hurt people. I never wanted to hurt anybody. And none of us ever get up in the morning and say, whose life can we make miserable today? We never want that. We don't, we don't want that. But yet, the, in our humanness, we do. We, in our humanness, we hurt people. We let people down. It's just part of the journey of life. I think that's why Jesus commanded us to love one another. And that's why I believe he chose 70 times 7 regarding forgiveness. And that was per day. That's per day. So he did that for a reason, because he knew. He knew that if we didn't love one another and forgive one another, we'd never get nothing done. But in all those times, and you know, all those times of, uh, of suffering, we kept our faith in God, kept trusting God. So God said to me, and I told you this before, but as I was crying out to him, he said, son, if you abort this ministry, you'll abort every other ministry I give you. Well, I didn't want to hear that. I wanted to hear go to Kansas City. I mean, anywhere, but. So at that very moment, I just bucked up, and we just kept going and, and kept building. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And we shall continue. Uh, to, I, I, the older I get, the more love I have for people. You know, I, I, I'm not embittered. I'm not, you know... Um, well, I don't know what the word is. Uh, I, I just want to help people. I just want to love people and help them grow uh, and help them get through the things they need to get through. Amen. Amen. Say, God is with me. God is with Amen. You. He is with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's finish this. So he says, for the Lord thy God is he that goes with thee. He goes with you. Say, God is with me. God Amen. With he will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Did you get that? He won't fail thee. He won't. God knew they would never make it to their destination without it. He already knew that. So he said, I just want you to know, you're going to have tough days, but you're going to make it. 
because I'm going to be there with you. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. And he goes on and says, um, Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of Israel, now, Joshua, you be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. Hallelujah. And the Lord, and the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee, and he will be with thee, and he will not fail thee, neither forsake thee, fear not, neither be dismayed. Is that awesome or what? He was letting him know it's going to be okay. Say it's going to be okay. Again, Jesus is going to come back, and I believe this, even though sometimes it's challenging in my mind, that he's going to come back with, for a victorious church, not a defeated church. A victorious church, not an oppressed church. A victorious church, hallelujah, celebrating his presence, praise God. Amen, rejoicing because the city is caught on fire with God, hallelujah. Come on, isn't that, that's what he's coming back for. Amen, he really is. Hallelujah. And then Joshua 1, God reiterates those words of Moses um, to Joshua. He says, uh, verse 5, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. I love that. I love that. So that promise belongs to us as it belongs to them because we are, we are, the Bible says in Hebrews 8, we have got a uh, better covenant established on better promises. Amen. Amen. Here's the message Bible. Let me read this to you. We got to wind this up here. Give it everything you have, heart and soul. Make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you. Every bit of it. Don't get off track, either left or right, so as to make sure you get to where you're going. And don't wait, don't, and don't for a minute let this book of Revelation be out of mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice. Making sure you practice. See, that's, a, that's the greatest challenge of the human life. Of the Christian life is to practice what you know. Amen. Come on. Amen. You know the old saying, familiarity breeds contempt? Well, that, 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 happens in, that happens in the marriage. That happens in family. So you got to keep, keep that stuff out of your life. Amen. Hallelujah. So make sure you practice everything written in it. Then, because you do that, you'll get where you're going. Then you will succeed. Haven't I commanded you? Strength and courage. Don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God, your God is with you every step that you take. Is that awesome? Yeah, give him praise. That's for you. That's for you. God is with you every step that you take. He's with you. He wants you to know that. He wants you to know that. Praise the Lord. You know, Jesus, and prior to his ascension to the Father, he wrote this in Matthew, and she, read, she taught on this, uh, Dr. Um, Tracy. Matthew 28, verse 18, Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and earth, therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Is that awesome or what? See, he wanted them to know, he wanted them to know that what he had promised Moses, what he had promised Joshua, and all the other Old Testament believers, that he's going to be with them. Say, so God is with me. Amen. I'm going to close with, uh, I got so many scriptures here, it's fun, but I'm going to uh, close with um, uh, Hebrews 13. 
God, um, put that up if you'd be so kind. Hebrews 13, verse 1. This is the New Living Translation. I wanted to read these first three verses before I read uh, verse 5. It says, keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. I said, keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Amen. 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 Uh, Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Is that cool? Well, it ain't going to happen if you don't let them in their home. See, when we were kids, mom and dad, we got, of course, you know, they didn't have the activity that we have today. But mom, you know, when I was in high school, we had one sports event a week. That was on Friday night. And, uh, but mom and dad got together every weekend with neighbors and family, every weekend. And they got together, and we kids would play, and they'd play cards or whatever. We'd be outside playing in the dirt, whatever, okay? And um, it was just companionship. It was just all the time. It's just, that, that's, that was the rich, richness of these relationships. Amen. I mean, there was one, one, we lived in one place, we lived seven years, the longest place, the longest we've ever lived in one place here in Sioux Falls, seven years. And in seven years, I, 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 I only knew one neighbor. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's, that's how busy life is. So we have to make time. Amen. And the reason sometimes we think, well, I, will never, I could never be a, 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 you know, play the role of a disciple to disciple somebody because I don't have time. You have to make the time. God will never tell you to do something and say, oh, I, oh sir, I'm sorry. You, I, I'm going to skip you because you're too busy. Say, I got to make time. So remember those in prison as if you, you were there yourself. Remember those that are struggling. Remember those that are suffering. Remember also those being mistreated as if you felt their pain in your own bodies. Then he says this. This is the Amplified. Let your character or moral disposition be free from, the love, of, from love of money, including greed, avarice. Avarice means uh, extreme greediness. Okay? Lust and craving for earthly possessions. And be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. So obviously the believers there at that time were having problems with these things because Paul had to address it, okay? Isn't that funny? Nothing's changed. They had the prosperity, the overbalanced prosperity message back then as they do now. Be satisfied with your present circumstances, with, with what you have, for he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way this is the New Testament. Fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. Please give him praise right now for that. Come on, everybody. Give him praise for that right now. That's what he promised you. That's what he promised you. Then he says, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, uh, nor, forsake nor let you down or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. So we take comfort, and we're encouraged and confidently and boldly say, let's everybody say it out loud, the Lord is my helper. Again, everybody, the Lord is my helper. Amen. Not your neighbor, not your pastor, not your friend. The Lord is my helper. Amen. Not that you can't get comfort from others, but you've got to focus on him. Amen. The Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified, what can man do to me? Amen. Then he says this. I'm, uh, I'm going to not read the rest of that. 
I'm going to read Hebrews 12, verse 1 out of the Passion Bible. This, if you put that up there, please, because this is so beautifully written. I had to read this to you as we close. Now, as for us, we have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Amen. Now, stop and think about that. What sin do you so fall easily into? I'm serious. What, think about it. Is it depression? Is it anger? Is it impatience? Huh? What, what, what is it? What, what, what trips you up on a daily basis? Well, God wants, to, God wants to, you to conquer that, that one step at a conquer one thing at a time. I'm serious. Is it worry? You know? Is it negativity? Is it gossip? What, what, what is it? What, what, that's between you and God. That's you and God. You, between you and the Lord. Amen? So watch this. He said, then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination. For the path has already been marked out before us. Now we look away from the natural realm and we focus our attention and expectation unto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. Is that awesome? Ben, this is a, such a beautiful, so beautifully written out of the Passion Bible. I just get so inspired by some of these translations. His example is this. Because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his. He endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation. And now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. So consider and carefully, carefully how Jesus faced such intense opposition from sinners who opposed their own souls. So that you won't become worn down and cave in under life's pressures. Amen. Amen. Musicians, you can come forward. Thank you for you. Thank you for hanging in there with me. And um, but I, I want you to know, and everybody in line, that God is with you. I, I don't care if you trip and fall; He will never leave you. I don't care if you mess up a hundred times; He's still there, op- with open arms, with compassion, with love, and with mercy. Praise God. See that, kids? Listen, look at me. That that's why we practice these things. We we that's why we forgive often. That's why we're merciful and compassionate, tender-hearted, kind. Because as you sow those things out of your life, then when you need them, they'll be there. Do you understand that? That's why we practice these things. Is life fair? Absolutely not. But, but God is faithful. God is faithful. He really is. God is faithful. So whatever you're dealing with here tonight, whatever you're dealing with, in fact, stand up and we'll pray together. Thank you. So stop. Please. Please. It's, that was not easy for me. My wife was, and I don't mean, she was on me. Stop listening to this stupid news. For two years, she kept saying that to me. And um, on November 4th, that day, I stopped listening to all of the propaganda, the twisted lies, uh, the vomit of the news media. It, none of it, none of it is worthy of one minute of your attention. None of it is. Amen. You keep praying, calling. If you hear something, you take it to God. Amen. I'm serious. Just, Father, I heard this. I'm, I'm bringing it to you. Amen. I'm trusting you for divine intervention. 
and, and supernatural uh, outcomes. That, that's what you pray. That you're trusting God. You're trusting God. I'm trusting God for this nation. I love America. I love this nation. Uh, I, I do. I, I, the older I get, uh, and, and my allegiance, of course, is to God and God first, but I love my nation. Uh, it's, it's a great nation, but it's only great because people, people yielded to God, and God in return blessed the nation. And I'm believing, and I, I believe it's already started, a spiritual awakening, and that God is stirring. See, if we think we're the only ones, you know, then it gets very lonely. But no, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Christians that are awakening up and getting back to God. Hallelujah. That's what I'm believing. I'm believing oh, even for this community, even for this community. We have kids in our church kids me at 30, 40, 50 years old that um, haven't been back to church for a year and a half. Well, you cannot survive that spiritually. And I, and I, I love them with all my heart. It has nothing to do, I love them. I, but when the attacks come, they won't have the, they won't have the spiritual strength that it takes to, to conquer whatever's coming against them. And whether you like it or not, why does Satan attack people? Why? Because it's in his nature. He, he can't, he can't, change that. He's a fallen angel, and uh, hatred is in his nature. So he doesn't feel sorry for you. He hates you. He he wants to destroy your life. He wants to destroy the lives of our young people. But oh, I tell you, I've been seeing this lately too. God is moving upon the younger generation, and I'm telling you, that's what I'm looking for, because it's always the young people that create a spiritual revolution. Amen. Amen. So I want to pray for you. Bow your heads if you would. And thank you for being patient with me. And um, are we still online? Amen. Just, Father, I pray for everyone online right now, God. Lord, take them to your word and let them see, as we shared scripture tonight, that you are with them. And Father, I pray for divine strength in their inward man. And that they won't retreat and they won't quit. But they will press on towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Bless them with your presence, with your power, and with your provision tonight. In Jesus' precious name. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 8.30 and 10.30. We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.